Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Okay, Padres lead to the Blue Jays 2-0. That is the top of the seventh. Tomorrow on 630 Chad, Elks at Blue Bombers. 5 o'clock is the countdown to kick off, and the game will start at 630. You've probably seen the Alex Galchenyuk story this week, the Arizona Coyotes uh, outright terminating his contract a couple weeks after they signed him as uh, he was, uh, uh, well, he faces multiple charges after an arrest during a traffic stop uh, accused of using racial slurs, threatening the officers, and Galchenyuk putting out a statement apologizing for his behavior. He said, while this behavior after drinking alcohol is not representative of who I am, I do have to take responsibility for and he says that he has checked himself into the NHL slash NHLPA assistance program. One person who uh, commented on this on Twitter earlier today is a very uh, popular former Edmonton Oiler, that is Laddie Schmied, who uh, wrote on his Twitter account, I won't read the whole thread, but you can check it out, but he said, thank God nobody uh, got hurt. Uh, he says that Galchenik apologized and asked for help, and that's all he can do now. Schmid also shared that uh, sometimes something bad has to happen for us to realize we are just human beings and need help from others. A few months ago, something bad happened to me. It really scared the crap out of me and my loved ones. And then Schmid went on to uh, share that he is now at three months of sobriety, and he's never felt better. And uh, his relationships uh, in his life, and with his wife and kids especially, have improved. And to uh, talk a little bit more about this is a guy we love having on the show, Laddie Schmid. Laddie, it's Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you doing, Reed? Well, I'm doing very well. I always love having you on the show to talk hockey, which we will tonight because we haven't been able to catch up uh, since the Oilers were eliminated in Vegas, won the Stanley Cup. But, I, I, Laddie, I, I have to applaud you for doing this. And you were kind of known as, uh, you know, a, a fun-loving guy when you've been on with me. Uh, we like to joke around a little bit sometimes. But you, you posted some really serious and heartfelt stuff on Twitter. How come it was important for you to do that? Well, uh, I, you know, people, people think of athletes that they are these, uh, you know, almost superhuman people, you know, superhumans who don't have any weaknesses. You know, it's rarely talk about, you know, that any athlete has weakness or reach out, reaching out for, for help. But, uh, you know, I've, I've lived my life like that. You know, people, people view me a certain way, you know, like you said, fun fun guy loving guy you know uh you know all that's all that stuff but uh nobody really nobody really knows or knew what what uh what i was going through what what kind of struggles uh i had inside of me and i i you know when i saw like galchenia go, going through what he went through you know nobody really knows what's what's all what's behind that so i felt like so you know uh saying something and supporting him you know and Saying that uh, that I'm very happy to for him to to reach out and asking for help. It's it's very important because uh, you know I feel like there's a lot of people with similar struggles who are just afraid to to reach out for help. So you know that was my kind of point of view. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. And, and of course, and I know we talked briefly this afternoon. You can share as much as your or as little as you're comfortable sharing when I ask you these questions. But was um, if you don't mind me asking, like, were there times in your in your NHL career even you didn't feel so great about yourself or maybe weren't behaving uh as responsibly as you would have liked 
Not necessarily. Um, not, not necessarily during my NHL career. You know, there's, uh, you know, drinking was, <laughs> it was kind of the, uh, part of their lifestyle, but, um, but uh, I never let I, I never let that really take over my life. You know, uh, you know, while playing hockey, that was one thing that I, I seriously loved, and I I would uh, you know I would use it as as part of the therapy. But uh, you know, there there were some certain issues for sure that I was kind of pushing down and not talking about them because you know I was making decent money, I was doing something that I seriously loved, but. Uh, when it really got the heart was, uh, you know, uh, when when the first time when when I had to retire from hockey due to, uh, due to my neck injuries and then you know going through divorce and stuff like that, you know it wasn't easy and you know some of the stuff came up and again well I was able to start playing hockey again you know went to Europe and kept playing hockey so again I bottled it up and push it even deeper and you know and then uh, last year I you know decided to retire and that's when you know things really got hard and all those old feelings and everything came back up and you know and I was treating my regular life like I was still playing in the NHL or playing hockey and you know all of a sudden I didn't have the didn't have hockey my my one thing that I always knew to to be there for me and I had to deal with it kind of my uh just by myself and like I said, I didn't reach out for help. I didn't talk to my family, my my wife about it. I, you know, I just kept it inside, and you know, and uh, you know, it, it uh, took me to to a very dark place that I'm not very proud of. But uh, you know, it's part of my journey, and you know, it's kind of behind me now. And I'm on, now uh, now on my new journey and uh, on my uh, sober path. So, you know, uh, like like I said, I'm. Whatever happened, happened. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. In my story, nobody got hurt. Nobody, nobody died. And you know, I'm able to be here and you know, share, share the, share with everyone part of my, part of my uh, journey. Well, Eddie, th- thanks for being so honest about that. And and I think, I mean, you're great at you're reminding everybody it's. It's a it's a human story, no matter what you do for a living or how the size of your paycheck. Sometimes people can mm-hmm. go through tough stuff, and and it's uh, you know it's 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 good to find a network of support for sure. And I also think you you raise a point that is something I talk about as well. I, I mean, um, you have to sort of uh, hockey players have to retire and change gears. When they're still mm-hmm. relatively young, I, I mean, uh, I, I turned 49 a couple months ago, and I hope I still got a long time left in, in broadcasting. Uh, <laughs> and you had, you know, you I, and I know you still did stuff with the Oil Kings, and you love living in Edmonton and, and doing some coaching and stuff. But that is something all athletes go through often in their 30s. That that dream that they've been chasing since they were little kids and then living is uh, in early adulthood kind of goes away so that's got to be a huge transition when all that that routine of going to the rink goes away yeah uh, you're definitely right you know that's kind of that uh, kind of void inside of you uh, you know you, you kind of lose the purpose and uh, you know you, you know all of a sudden you know I was Oil Kings gave me gave me a great shot. Uh, you know they they have been very supportive. Same with the Oilers. Uh, you know I can't thank them enough. Through what 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 happened, how supportive they were with me and with my family, they helped me tons. Um, you know when when I retired, I I had this plan. You know like a development coach with with the Oil Kings. 
um, you know, all that that stuff. But I, I think I, I rushed it a little bit, um, you know, put too much on my plate uh, right away. And um, also, we didn't have the, the, the best season with Orkins. And, you know, even though I was telling myself, you know, you cannot take it personally, I, I really did take it personally because I all, all my whole life I had these highest ex- expectations of myself. And, you know, I, I took the losses hard and I, I felt like I failed the uh, young guys and helping them, you know, reach out the next goal. And, you know, it again, it, it played and, you know, not as significant a role as, as other issues in, in my addiction, but it, it did. It didn't certainly help. But, uh, you know, I, like I said, I was, you know, dealing with these issues and numbing them with, you know, with, uh, with my addiction. And that's not the right way to do it. You know, it's, uh, like I said, it's much easier to, uh, no, it's not easy at first, but it's much better to, to ask them for help and let people in your life to, to help you and, you know, give you tools to how to deal with that. And, you know, um, at first it's, it's very, very scary, but, uh, you know, uh, the payback is, is huge. And you know, I'm, I'm just very happy. I went to that. I went to the treatment center and they gave me some tools how to deal with problems and issues. And don't get me wrong. Those issues and problems are still there. I'm just dealing with them the sober way and the right way. And it's much better. And that, and that was still the NHLPA that helped you out even as a retired player. They still, the program worked yeah, for you too. I, yeah. Yeah, we reached out to Oilers alumni, and uh, you know, people from the Oilers helped me connect connected me with uh, NHLPA, and they they helped me out big time. I cannot thank them enough. And like I said, Oil Kings, uh, Oilers, uh, uh, and the NHLPA. You know, uh, they 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 connected my wife with uh, with people. They sent her flowers. Uh, you know, the president of Oilers texted my wife with the support, and you know. Like I'm, I'm very, very lucky to have all these people in my life. Well, Laddie, again, thanks for sharing that. Um, you know, I meant that when I introduced you about what a, a popular uh, former Oiler you are, and I think people have even even more respect for you hearing that story tonight. So thank you for being comfortable sharing that for sure, and and, and we wish you the uh, continued uh, continued growth here on your journey for sure. You want to talk a little hockey now? The, the stuff sure, we usually sure. laugh about? Yeah. Well, maybe yeah, not laugh please. about because the Oilers did go as far as we were all uh, hoping. I, I, heck, it's been it's been a while now, what, what a couple months. But uh, still, uh, man, oh, man, they, they couldn't get past that, that Vegas team that uh, plays pretty gritty and pretty nasty uh, when mm-hmm. needed. What did you think of that series? Well, man, I I was at that time, I was at a treatment center. and when we, we weren't really supposed to watch any games but we were bagging bagging the staff to, to put it on and they did actually so um what what i think of that um i i, I thought oilers had a good shot at stanley cup this year but but um i i thought vegas was built more for a playoffs that's what, what i really think they had they had they had four lines three really good deepers and they got really lucky with with their goalie got got hot at the right time. You know, I don't think they expected it like that, but but it worked out, and that's what you need. You know, when you when you win Stanley Cups, you you need people stepping up, and they certainly did. I, you know, I I was uh, I was actually uh, kind of cheering for Vegas in the finals after they beat beat the Oilers because I like the style of hockey they were they they presented themselves with, and yeah, but like. Obviously, I'm a big Oilers fan, and I, I was sad that they, they got kicked out of the playoffs. Uh, yeah. 
It was saddening. Uh, were you? And, and look, I, I know you you could mix it up yourself if if need be. Uh, but uh, what, what was your reaction to the Petrangelo slash on dry saddle? A lot of emotions. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how I would handle it. Well, it's. I mean, it's dirty, you know. But it's it's playoffs, part of the hockey, you know. Like uh, I. I respect both guys. I don't want to really get <laughs> into it. Okay. You know, I, I honestly, but one thing I'm going to say, say about the right side, it was, it was unbelievable to watch that guy in the playoffs. It was like, that guy was just on a different level. It, like he's, he's a special player and I, I hope he's going to be here for, for a long time, even though it's, there's going to be probably issues with the cap, but I hope Oilers are going to be able to keep him because that, that, he just showed it this this past playoffs how valuable he is for the team. Okay, I'm going to throw one more at you, Laddie. It's it's sort of about the football team, but not really. Uh, I mean, I know you're a sports fan. You know the Elks haven't won a game. You, some of your years in the NHL, you played on some teams that have tough years. What's what's yeah. the key towards still going to the rink and having a good time and focusing on improvement when the results aren't there on game day? I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a smartass, but. Uh, don't think about the, the don't think about the past. Don't think about the future. Just live in a live in a present and just you know control the things you can. Just go out there and know that you you gave it your best and you know uh, good things will usually happen and I and I hope it's gonna happen for them. Um, I I think I'm gonna be able to go to their to their uh, next next game. So hopefully I I can uh, because. It's pretty busy with my son's uh, hockey schedule and my daughter's schedule, but but uh, I want to make make time to to show some support for them. Right on. Well, Laddie, Oil Country is is supporting you for sure. Thanks for for talking about uh, uh, about what you went through recently. Uh, very brave of you to to share it, and uh, I, I'm glad you're feeling like you're in a better place, man. Hey, let's uh, let's keep in touch. I always love having you on the show, Laddie. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate having me, man. Have a good night. That is Laddie Schmid checking in tonight. Of course, uh, played for the Oilers and the Flames in his NHL career after being uh, drafted by the Anaheim Ducks. 583 games. Really popular player. Great personality. And as he was saying, it wasn't always fun for him, even though it came across that way and uh, didn't like it where it was going with his uh, drinking up up until a few months ago. So he still got support from the Oilers. The Oilers alumni, the NHLPA, went into a treatment center and uh, three months sober, and he's uh, feeling like he's on a more positive path now, really appreciate Laddie sharing that tonight on Inside Sports. You can get in touch, 780-496-0063. Back in a couple of minutes. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. And uh, really uh, proud of him for uh, being public about that and sharing that with everybody tonight on Inside Sports. So he uh, he was, uh, yeah, he checked in to, uh, for some help. Uh, 
people for uh, some help with, with drinking alcohol. He's been sober now for three months, and as you heard, he said he's feeling a lot better. He still has still has uh, issues that he has to deal with, uh, as he said, but he said he's he's dealing with those uh, issues in a much better way now and, uh, and not turning to uh, to alcohol. So good for Laddie Schmid, popular player, and I'm sure uh, that makes uh, a lot of you guys respect him even more than you did when he played. 780-496-0063. We do have Alex Tagliani coming up. Uh, Kel, we might be a little bit behind here in our audience correspondence, but what mm-hmm. do we have? Uh, Elk stuff. We'll uh, rattle off a couple more quickly here for you. Uh, Aaron texts in and says, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers were an okay team doing nowhere, or going nowhere, I should say, uh, until they brought in Calero. Same goes for the Elks. Need to find a quarterback before they can go anywhere. Jones should be putting all his energy into finding a capable QB. That's from Aaron. Yeah, part of our ongoing theme for sure. What else? Mm-hmm. Uh, Eileen uh, texts in and says, Read a lot of complaining about the quarterback, but if Jones won't start anyone ahead of Cornelius, how will the Elks improve this season? Can they trade for a quarterback? Well, I don't know how they improve uh, unless Cornelius gets gets more consistent. I mean, there have been signs of life the last two games, but again, the mistakes are huge. I, I don't see them trading for a quarterback. It's a small league. There are other teams that need help. I know there's a good story in Ottawa with Crum, but he is their fourth stringer. Um, you know, Hamilton's down to their third stringer now. Uh, injury in Saskatchewan, they're at their second stringer. I know there's been talk about Dane Evans out of BC. Why would they help another team? And I guess the name maybe to keep an eye on is McLeod Bethel-Thompson, who was with the Argos last year and just played in the XFL. And he's possibly available. I've seen some rumors about Ottawa talking to him. I, I don't know if the Elks would go there. As Dave said, there is a monetary commitment to Cornelius as well. Alex Tagliani coming up next, Inside Sports on Chet. 